Should the number 24 worn by Mo Ibrahim be retired? It's an interesting topic, one that I've got some clear thoughts on, and we're talking about it today at Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we talked about the game yesterday, the bowl game. We recapped it live after the game. If you did not hear that because you only watch on the or listen on the audio platforms, I'll get that recap up later this afternoon as well. But today we're going to talk about Mo Ibrahim and we're going to talk about retiring his number. Is that something the Gophers should legitimately consider? Um, be sure to follow wherever you get your podcast at Lockdown Golden Gophers and be sure to hit subscribe. But let's dive in. Tanner Morgan mentioned to the media after the bowl game that they should retire the number 24 tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is today. So while I don't think it'll happen that fast, it it could happen. I think that there is some credence to what he is saying. Now, before we dive into that, here is what Tanner said in the pressure presser after that game. You know, he, he did what he did and, uh, I would like to say I think his uh, number should be retired, um, Mr. Coyle and uh, President Gable. That's my personal opinion. Um, Ring of Honor, whatever it's called, retirement. I don't think anybody should ever wear the number 24 ever again at this university because of what he's meant uh, to the culture, to the team, but his impact as a person, which has gone greater than any record he's ever set. So that's my last little pitch. I think his number should be retired tomorrow. (laughs) So not only that, not only what Tanner just said there, which has some credence to it, but yesterday I also made a thread on Twitter, and let's talk about Mo and all he has done in his career here with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Now, he has single-season records, which is one season, uh, a single-season rushing touchdown record of 20 in a season, single-season total touchdown record of 20 in a season, single-season rushing yards with 1,650. 65 rushing yards the single season total points of 120 points in a year single season 100 yard games with 10 in a season and single season yards per game rush yards per game at 153.7 that's not all his records they don't stop there you have career records as well rushing touchdowns of 53 in his career 4668 rushing yards 53 total touchdowns 100 yard games he had 25 or 24, pardon me, 24 games of over 100 yards in his time as a gopher and five games, five of over 200 yards. On top of that, two of those 200 yards were consecutive games, games back to back of over 200. That is a career record as well. And he had 19 career games, consecutive games that he had played in where he ran for over 100 yards, which is also a program record. 
He also had touchdowns, the most touchdowns in consecutive games with eight. He had four in back-to-back games where he had eight consecutive touchdowns in two games. Then rushing attempts, he had 867 in his career. And bowl game rushing yards, he had 435 across three bowl games. Now, his goal for single game records include most rushing touchdowns, which was four times, and that happened twice. And then on top of that, he had most rushing touchdowns in one half of a game with four touchdowns. And then he had a freshman game rushing yards record with 224 yards in a game as a freshman. Now you look at that, you look at all of those records on top of his honors of AP second team All-American, AP third team All-American in 2020, uh, the Writers Association second team All-American, Walter Camp second team All-American, all big team 10 first team coaches and media in 22 all big 10 first team and coaches and media in 2020 all big 10 honorable mention in 2018 which was his redshirt freshman year big 10 running back of the year in 2020 the paul Gill award the bruce smith award a two-time big 10 player of the week comeback player of the year in 2022 a doke walker semi-finalist for best rush running back in the entire nation in 2022 offensive scout team player of the year in 2017 and so much more And the thing that is stressed by players, coaches, teammates, you name it, is that he's an even better human being off the field than he is on the field. So you talk about all of those accomplishments, all those records, all those honors, and he did all of that coming through adversary. Adversity. Wow. Adversity. He went through a lot of adversity. In fact, he started out as a scout team player in redshirt, and he was the scout team player of the year and gashed the defense, gashed the defense as a scout team player. Then in 2018, as a redshirt freshman, he balled out. When Rodney Smith went down, Mo Ibrahim took the reins, balled out, put over 1,100 yards rushing, I believe, and put the team on his back, did what his team needed him to do. Then he went back to the RB2 role in 2019 and let Rodney Smith run that RB1 role again, coming back into the room and still performed, had 600 rush yards, was a great teammate, was what this running back room needed, then took the mantle back in 2020 where he went through a COVID-stricken season and dominated, dominated in that COVID-stricken season. A shortened season in seven games, seven games where he put up over a thousand rushing yards in those seven games. That's insane. And the pace that he ran at with 153.7 yards per game, that pace would have put him at 1,841 yards in a full season, in a 12-game season. Now, again, he played seven. So that means you're only playing five more. If he stuck to the pace that he was running at in that 2020 season, he would have had 1,841 yards. And just for the record, he just set the single season record for rushing yards this year at 1,665. That's almost 2,000 yards more he was on pace for in 2020. The 2020 season was unreal for Mo Ibrahim. And then you go through all of that, you go through COVID, you go through uh, having to go back to the RB2 position for a year in 2019, you go through sitting out an entire year and being a scout team player as your true freshman year, and then you go to 2021 where you look sharp as ever, you play Ohio State in the opening game of the year, and you have a ton of yards on Ohio State through two and a half quarters, and you tear your Achilles in 2021. 
It's a death sentence to most running backs. That injury was seen as a death sentence to running backs. It happened to players in the NFL. They're like, that's their career. ACLs you can get through. Achilles, that was it for running backs. Now you're seeing some players bouncing back. Modern medicine has been great. Mentality and rehab has been great. You're seeing Deonta Foreman. You're seeing Cam Akers. You're seeing James Robinson. Those guys finding some more success back in the NFL. But Mo, at college, comes back and lights the college football world on fire. In 2022, breaking all of the records and being the heartbeat of the team on the field, setting the single-season touchdown record, setting the single-season rushing record, setting program records, 1,665 yards and 20 touchdowns coming off an Achilles. All of those accomplishments, all the adversity, all the reasons to actually make this thing happen and potentially retiring his number. Tanner Morgan had a point, and it's legit. It should happen. And he wouldn't be the first gopher to have their number retired. So it's not like it's something that's, oh, you can't do it with all the history Minnesota's had, and we don't. We have five players who have their numbers retired. Those five players are Bobby Bell, who played linebacker in DN, number 78. Number 15, Sandy Stevens, quarterback. He was one of the first black quarterbacks at a major program and the first all-American quarterback at a major program. That was African-American. Number 15. Number 54, Bruce Smith, only Heisman in Minnesota's history. Number retired. Number 72, Bronco Nagurski, linebacker, fullback, offensive tackle, did it all for the Gophers. Absolute strongest human out there when it came to one of the strongest. I'm not going to say he was the strongest, but you get what I'm saying. Number 72, retired. And number 10, Paul Giel, running back, retired. Why not add Mo? Let's add 24 to that list because Mamba Mo, number 24, Kobe Bryant, Mamba Mo, and the mentality that he did going through the same devastating injury of an Achilles tear, going through unprecedented adversity and setting program records. Started out as a two-star guy, turned out as a five-star human being, five-star overall running back for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. So there's definitely a case for Mo, but what is next for the Gophers running back? We're going to talk about that coming up next, but let's talk about a message from our friends over at the NHTSA. You're hanging out with friends and you're putting back a few drinks. A few become a few too many and the evening comes to an end and people start to head out and you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What's the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving and the results are often tragic and deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why officers are out there on the road looking for impaired drivers right now to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe plan ahead to get a ride especially as we're heading into the new year it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over
Thank you, Gophers fans, for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. I truly appreciate it. And please hit subscribe on YouTube where we're building this community. We went live for the first time after the bowl game, and we had a decent turnout for the first live. I love the comments that were flowing in in the live show. We were getting those interactions. Next season, I want to go live every game after every game. I want to get those comments going. I want to build the community up. I want you all to be able to chat about what your thoughts are after a game, after a win, after a loss, you name it. We'll talk about it. Immediate feelings after the games, and you're not going to want to miss out on that. So be sure to hit subscribe. We'll probably try to work in a couple basketball games with that same approach, but for sure, we're going to get every football game in the 2023 season covered. So definitely hit subscribe on YouTube, and I appreciate you joining the community. But let's talk about Mo. We're still on Mo. This whole show is about Mo. Next up for the Gophers is the East-West Shrine Bowl, followed by possibly a combine invite. We'll see what happens there, and a pro day. Now, I recently got into it on Twitter with a fantasy football analyst, and honestly, I try not to. I really try to hone back, like rein back and chill at getting in Twitter debates with people. But this one, I just, I threw some sarcasm and then I had to double down after some of the comments. So in the end, those battles aren't worth the time, but he claimed that Mo Ibrahim was not a top 20 running back in this draft class, real life or fantasy football. Now I'm not going to pretend to be a fantasy football expert. I can play fantasy football fairly well. I have a lot of contacts in the fantasy football space that are some of the best contacts out there in the fantasy football space. Matthew Barry follows me, guys with the fantasy pros and other people involved heavily in the fantasy football network I have connections with. So I'm not oblivious to fantasy football. I used to write for fantasy football. So I understand fantasy football. And to think that Mo Ibrahim is not a top 20 back in the entire draft class is ridiculous in its own right, but to each their own. But for those that don't know, there are often an average of 20 to 24 running backs drafted each and every year. So basically what you're saying is Mo Ibrahim is not a draftable NFL draft running back. And that claim is wild in its own right. But then to say basically he's going to be undrafted or he'll be lucky to be a seventh round pick, normally I'd laugh it off. I'd say stick stick to fantasy football, but the part that got me was when he mentioned that he isn't good in open space and he basically just follows his blocks behind a good O-line. That's when I had to chirp in. That's when I had to talk the talk and I had to go at it because that is just dumbfounded and completely untrue. Now, now, Mo might not have the size. He might not have the home run hitting speed. But Mo's vision and his ability to create missed tackles, his ability to put his foot in the ground, plant and cut, his ability and efficiency on the ground, his quick cuts, his ability to read the hole, hit it hard, keep his pads low, force misses and create contact to punish defenders bigger than him. That will absolutely intrigue NFL teams. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. Now, I think due to the Achilles injury and due to him being older as a running back, it lowers his higher draft capital chances. Absolutely. 1,000%. Unfortunately. But I think you could see him go anywhere between the fourth and sixth rounds. Honestly, the seventh round is the floor, in my opinion. But what he puts on film, you're talking about coaches that focus 
80% of the NFL focuses highly on heavily on film and adds in analytics. Even the best analytical programs, the Chargers who use analytics heavily, the Dolphins have used it more and more. Those teams still heavily look at film. I've worked hand in hand with scouting departments as a video coordinator, getting them the film, meeting with them when they come on campus and getting them cut-ups, getting them clips, getting them the stuff they need to watch the film to look at said player. I literally have done it. I can tell you for a fact what players are putting on film is extremely important when it comes to getting drafted. And he will have multiple coaches looking his way. And I'm saying, I'm saying it. Scouts at the NFL Draft Network are saying it. Scouts at Sports Illustrated. Scouts at the NFL Draft Blitz. Scouts at all over are saying that he's getting interest and looks. Mel Kuyper named him when he was talking about his top 10 running backs in this class. He listed Mo among the five running backs that nearly made his top 10, but were just on the outside. So basically, his top 15 running backs. So I'm the foolish one here. No, no, no. Sorry, but Mo is a top 20 back, and I have zero doubt about that at all. But don't take just my word for it. Don't take other analysts' words for it. Don't take scouting department's words for it. Coach Rossi, defensive guru, defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Gophers, was quoted in an article where he spoke with someone from Yahoo and said, I know some guys who coach defense in the league and they're like, and I quote, the guy, this guy is the guy, the best guy, the best guy. Rossi said, he's going to have a bright career because he makes something out of nothing. Some guys need space. Some guys want to slash and want to bounce things. You don't bounce things in the NFL. If you bounce things in the NFL, your career is short. You've got to be able to create. You've got to be able to set up blocks. You've got to be able to get things when things aren't there. And that's Mo. That's a glowing review coming from NFL coaches, coming from NFL personnel. Then you look at Coach Shiraka, the offensive coordinator, who said he, and he's been college, coaching college since the 90s. He called Mo the best running back I've ever coached or been around. That's high praise. Now, that's from me. That's from scouts. That's from analysts. That's from the DC and his connections. It's from a heavily experienced offensive coordinator. But we're going to close this show off with words from Coach PJ Fleck on Mo Ibrahim. And that is what is coming up next. All right, so we've talked about Mo. We've talked about what's next for him when he's going to the pro prep bowl game of the East-West Shrine Bowl. He's likely to be drafted. I think that he will really help himself in different areas. Now, the the pro day, I think his agility can be shown. I think that his quick burst can be shown. But I think that things like the 40 aren't going to play in his favor. His size measurables probably won't play in his favor. But in the end, the film and the ability to meet with these coaches and personnel interview with coaches and personnel is going to help Mo because Mo is a leader of men on and off the field. But speaking to Coach Fleck after the presser, here is what Coach Fleck said when it came to Mohamed Ibrahim. Yeah, well, first of all, I think you got to go back to type one Tanner already hit on type of person he is. I mean, he's the ultimate overachiever, you know, period. I mean, there's nothing you can tell him that he can't do. 
And I, it goes back to his recruiting process. I bet you, you know, there's a lot of people who like Muhammad Ibrahim on their team. And there's going to be a lot of NFL teams that like him on their team. I've never seen a player better than 12 yards. And that's the best compliment I can give him because that's where football's played really at the next level within 12 yards. And, um, you know, but it goes back to watching him in high school, watching him, his desire to be the best, uh, being able to overcome adversity. He's got an incredibly poised mind, confident heart. Uh, he has a, a unique ability for a young person to make really educated decisions and not be just not rush into something. Um, he's incredibly intelligent. And uh, yeah, he's one of the greatest football players I've ever been around. It's so fun because he's going to be a coach one day. At least that's what you told me. <laughs> and uh, now you just got to pick Coach Burns or me. So that's going to be interesting. And uh, <laughs> so I'll win that one, by the way, just so you know. But it's fun when you have players that you know if they choose to coach, they're going to be great coaches. Now, it's not just that. But what he said is great. What he said is on point. But it's not just that. He also mentioned in an article that he, he has talked with Mo, and they've talked about that he is the king's the king of twos, not the king of the number two, king of T-O-O's. Too small, too short, too slow, too everything. Coach Flex said he hasn't seen a guy earn more respect on a team than Mohamed Ibrahim throughout his entire career. And he's had to earn every single thing that he's gotten. Every single thing. That's not going to change. Because even if you get drafted, maybe at that ceiling of a fourth round guy, even if you get drafted in that sixth, seventh round, players have had success from there. Players have had fantasy careers from there. Chris Carson, seventh round guy, absolutely produced. If you get to the right system, if you have the right work ethic, and you earn everything that you get, it's possible. Aaron Jones, fifth round guy. Nobody thought he was going to be what he was. Absolute stud. Chris Carson, we mentioned, has been a stud. Neck injuries and stuff that got in the way, but has been a stud. Lots of opportunity is there, but you have to earn everything. And that is exactly what Mo Ibrahim does. So I have high hopes for him. I have high wishes for him, but absolutely a top 20 guy in this class. Earn everything and everything earned will continue to be a thing. But Mo has never had a problem with proving folks wrong. And I hope he continues to do that as he moves forward to the pros and try and play on Sundays. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube where we are building the community. And I'll see you next time. We're going to talk a lot next week. We're going to start a hockey show starting next Friday. So be sure to hit subscribe. I'll see you then. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.